We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? I say we're back like we never left, but we did leave for a little bit. Um, I was uh, on the road out of state in Nampa, Idaho um, for a little wedding. So uh, didn't get to work as much as I maybe planned on. But, you know, the show goes on and recruiting doesn't stop as the Ducks landed two new commitments over the uh, one over the weekend and then one to start out the week, both of them in the 2024 class. So we're going to be breaking those down. Um, but before we get into that, I'm not alone on today's show. I'm joined by my guy, Colin King, uh, who is a, a writer for us, an intern over at Ducks Digest. How we doing, man? Been a minute. Yeah, it's been uh, quite some time. Been a bit busy, but uh, pretty good. Right on. Glad to hear it, man. Well, uh, Colin's also a, a recent grad, going to be heading to Louisville in, in the fall. So congrats on uh, congrats on the grad, Colin. Um and then, yeah, man, let's let's get into this. Uh, so we got a pair of commits to talk about on today's episode. You can find us on uh, Twitter and YouTube or on Twitter, on my Twitter, at MTorres Sports, and then on YouTube, at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Uh, do us a favor and hit those like and subscribe buttons and then uh, leave us a comment letting, uh, letting us know how you feel about Oregon football recruiting right now in the 2024 class. Uh, and then maybe throw a question our way and we'll see if we can uh, get to it. Maybe looking at maybe 30 or 45 minutes on today's show is kind of the kind of the goal. But yeah, I just wanted to, to throw that out there and appreciate you guys for for tuning in and, and taking some time out of your day to talk some ducks. So we're going to break this down. Let's just start off chronologically. I feel like that's the easiest way to go. Uh, 2024 interior offensive lineman Devin Brooks announced his commitment to Oregon on Sunday. Um, he is out of Clackamas high school. So in-state guy out of Clackamas, Oregon, he is uh, rated a three-star prospect on the two, four, seven sports composite 0.8793 number 619 player nationally number 39 interior offensive lineman and number four prospect in the state of Oregon. going to throw on some highlights here while we talk about him for those of us, for those of you guys that are watching, but, uh, yeah, just kind of off the top, Colin, what are you thinking about this pickup for the Ducks? He committed while he was on his OV. Yeah, so interesting that he did commit like on his official visit. Uh, we've seen that with a few uh, recruits the past few weeks, not just not saying Oregon entirely, but across the country, there's been a few that have done that. Um, 
from what you're seeing on the film, uh, it looks like he's playing is playing a lot of right tackle, uh, which is kind of interesting, seeing as he's uh, being recruited as an interior offensive lineman. Um, I don't know the measurements on his arms, but I would assume that that is a huge factor in the reasoning behind that. Um, another thing that you're seeing is he's a very, very good pull blocker. Uh, he gets out in front of um, his playmakers pretty well. Uh, like the wide receiver screen is a, something that they ran a lot, and you can see it right there. Um, he uses his size pretty well, and yeah, it seems like he's got pretty good feet as well. So I think this is a pretty good pickup. Uh, obviously, going to have to develop, um, just as any O-line would have to be developed. Um, but Devin Brooks, an in-state kid, going to be staying home. Yeah, and, and I think that, um, you know, so a little bit more on Brooks, you know, he's uh, he's listed at 6'4", uh, 280, uh, 290, excuse me. Um, and you talk about how he's a good pull blocker and, and has good feet. And I think that's probably a big part of the reason that he's being recruited as a as an interior guy is I think that those guys, you know, that play guard center, you got to be able to move pretty well, get get out of your stance uh, to, to get out there in space. Um, so, th- yeah, this is a solid pickup for Oregon. And I think that it was it was one that they needed along the offensive line as their uh, offensive line hall kind of comes into focus a little bit more. And um, this was a uh, this was a Pac-12 recruiting battle for for Brooks, you know, through and through. It was uh, Oregon. You had USC involved as well, and then you also had the Washington Huskies. And you know, just a quick note on USC. I mean, USC has been popping off on their recruiting trail here in the month of June. We all know that they landed Dakota Fields, a corner out of uh, Gardena Serra. That was a guy that Oregon really, really wanted here. But um, you know, important to to especially for these guys that are heavily considering other Pac-12 schools, important that Oregon's able to, to you know, seal the deal here and get a guy that's going to be suiting up for them on Saturdays instead of some of those other schools. Yeah, and I mean, another thing that you mentioned is that their O-line hall is, like, coming, to, coming towards the forefront, I guess. Uh, you look at, they now have Fox Crater, they have uh, Trent Ferguson, um, and you obviously have now Devin Brooks, right? Um and you're looking at some other guys just to briefly talk about. This is the first interior uh, interior offensive lineman for the class, which is a definite position of need going forward. Um, and they brought in transfers, right? So they they brought in one transfer on the interior offensive lineman in uh, Angelo. Um, and it's not going to be a permanent fix to the O-line. You're still going to have to get some pressure. You're still going to have to get some guys in there, right? Uh, develop them as much as you can. And the thing that also is big like keeping the guys home right keeping the best players in the state home uh that is something that they're trying to prioritize of course um wasn't always done under Cristobal Lanning's obviously trying to do that uh, better than Cristobal did and there's there's kind of an argument for whether he's the third best player or fourth best player where he ranks um the top two are pretty much locked up with Joey Olsen and AJ uh Pupiano. And getting away from, kind of getting away from the O-line here, but uh, you look back at the, the guys that I was talking about just a second ago, uh, Brandon Baker, right, offensive tackle. You're looking at uh, Eddie Pierre-Lewis, interior O-lineman out of Florida. Um, Jaquan, uh, Jaquan McCroy, he's from Alabama, I believe. Um, he's going to be making his commitment at the end of the month. And O-line's going to be a big, big, big factor for this team. Uh, winning the trenches is something that Oregon's always been – uh, very vocal about doing, and they did that a big, in a big way last class uh, with the defensive lineman hall. 
Um, and they're trying to do it here with the O-line hall. Yeah, so the, it's 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 a definitely an important group too because Colin, you got to think about Alik Terry. You know, his first full cycle uh, back on the staff after coming over from uh, you know the Minnesota Vikings to uh, head up the group. And I think that this is also uh, you know you got to talk about how it's a recruiting win for him. Um, they're just kind of getting his legs under him again as a as a recruiter. I know that he was involved heavily in the Jackson Powers Johnson recruitment when he was um, you know when he before he was. Uh, you know, getting some of these other jobs when he was at Oregon last. So I think that this is a, you know, another recruiting win for Alik Terry, whose first haul is coming together. Um, like you talked about, important to get those in-state guys if you think that they're capable of one day becoming contributors for your team. Um, you know that Oregon isn't necessarily a top producer of, uh, you know, college football talent, at least not at the FBS level all the time. Um, so it's important to get those guys, you know, every cycle or every other cycle that you think are going to, uh, develop into guys down the road for you. I, I like how I like how Brooks. You know, uh, just to get talk a little bit more about him, and then we could talk about the the overall offensive line picture. I like how the level, the pad level that Brooks plays with. You know, he's a guy who finishes his blocks really well. Um, you know, really strong upper body. I think that's something that's pretty evident on tape. Uh, and then yeah, you talk about how the interior offensive line is a, is a priority for Oregon after bringing in Junior Angle out. Um, I think at least 247 has Strouther, uh, Nashad, Nashad Strouther listed as an interior offensive lineman, but we'll see where he ultimately ends up lining up. Um, I think he only has one year left. Um, so that's, you know, that's important. You got to have guys that are going to be able to come in and be ready after that. Um, and then we have some, yeah, we have some other names that you talked about there on the offensive, along the offensive line that the Ducks are still going after in 2024. Um, and some, some really big names at that, you know, Brandon Baker is the biggest of the bunch, number one offensive tackle in the country out of Santa Ana modern day. Uh, he just took his official visit to, uh, Ohio state over the weekend. Going to be making it out to Georgia for an official visit as well. Told me, I talked to him the day he got offered by Alabama and he said he wants to take an official visit out to Alabama as well. I still have my prediction on Brandon Baker. I think he's going to be back on campus this month in June. Uh, but he was telling me that it probably won't be for an official visit. So that's an interesting development, but important to just get him back on campus because he's been to campus so many times. It's maybe they kind of view it as, hey, let's just do the OV in season when they probably still have more of these uh, more guys that they're still going after. But Brandon Baker's a big one. Eddie Pierre Lewis out of the state of Florida is a big one. Um, I want to say that he's another interior guy, um, Colin. I'm, yeah, okay. So that that's a uh, that's good. You know, important to keep pushing pushing east. And you know, I, Eddie Pierre Lewis is a guy who plays with a lot of swagger. Um, you know, seeing him on the on the offensive line circuit, if you want to say, you know, the five on five camps, it's something that's a little bit newer. He plays with those uh, those aviators, those tinted aviators that look super cool and the dude can move. So, and you know, not many times you see a six, four, 315 pound guy uh, running sprints. And then another guy that you have to mention, Colin, you hit on a lot of big names. There is a uh, Preston Taumua um, out of the state of Hawaii, out of Aia high school. Um, you know, he's the number one player in Hawaii. He's also someone that they view as an interior guy, probably Oregon's leading center candidate for center in this 24 class. And you got to make sure you're addressing center as well. Hit on all five of those offensive line positions or guys that you feel comfortable can do that. And, uh, Preston Tamua put Oregon in his top five, not too long ago. So really good haul already in, in the fold, you know, that you have committed, but you got to keep working on Fox crater with all these big schools coming after him. And then you got to close with some of these other big guys that are still on the board. Yeah. And it's really important. Like um, for uh, Tomua, 
if you're looking at center, I don't know that they landed a center. I don't believe they did at least uh, the guy that they viewed at center last season. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it might have I mean, been Iapani. That's just a guess, though. I don't know. I don't okay. know if he actually played a lot of center. Okay, but uh, regardless, that's something that is going to be a big need coming up soon. Um, so maybe they view him as a guy that will come in pretty quickly and maybe play center for them. Yeah, you have. There's still uh, like some unknowns of who is going to be starting at center for this season, even. But um, it's likely going to be Powers Johnson, I believe, or who's their guy? Harper. Yeah. Um, but he's still. I believe he's still hurt, right? Yeah, I think. I mean. It, when we're at this point in the calendar year, it's hard to say anything too definitive because they're not really going to be doing much until yeah. fall camp gets underway. But I think kind of from what I was able to gather, it was going to be pretty much throughout most of the summer until until fall camp begins. So that's when we can really check back in on these injuries and we'll be able to, you know, ask ask the coaches about what's going on. Yeah, but it's really important to like make sure you get your positions, make sure you get um... – like get your guys, I guess. Uh, and that was a big thing that Lanning preached um, when he was talking about the last cycle um, and also to close. You can't just – we've seen Oregon in the past lead for a lot of guys, right, and they didn't close. Um, and that's a huge issue that a lot of schools – I mean, pretty much every school faces at some point. Um, it's just how can they close on their guys that they want? How can they um, – I mean, they can show their development, right? Like, their uh, Oregon's development has been very, very good over the over really like the past ten years, I'd say. Um, most notable, probably being Penny Sewell, right? Um, but I, I think you point to that if you're looking at uh, showing a recruit like what um, what sort of prestige that Oregon has the O line. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, no, their their O line's been you know pretty pretty top tier of late, and then now you're sending guys to the NFL. You see the development with guys like Alex Forsyth and Ryan Walk, and then also at the JUCO ranks with with uh, TJ Bass coming in and having a really successful career. Molly Sala, Mavila Ulu. Um, I always pat myself on the back, kind of in my head when I'm able to to rattle off that name. It's not an easy one to say, um, but yeah, you, so they've been able to become a, a solid developer of talent and that's important to have that track record of development and showing that you can send guys to the next level and and get it done um and then you, there's a couple other guys that we still haven't even talked about that the ducks are going after in 2024 along the o-line uh you have isaiah garcia out of uh out of the state of utah corner canyon where the ducks found jackson powers johnson in the class of 2021 he's starting to get those ovs knocked out with uh usc and utah receiving official visits. He was just out in Salt Lake city over the weekend, uh, this past weekend for a visit. Um, so you have him, uh, who else do you have? We already talked about, um, Eddie Pierre Lewis. I think there was one more guy I'm looking right now on their offer list that I'm trying to trying to think about. I'm, I'm tiptoeing here a little bit. I don't really think that they're still that involved with the Sendra Fua from O'Day in Seattle, no. Washington. I think they've been kind of out on him for a while. Um, I think Eugene Brooks is a guy out of Sierra Canyon in Chatsworth. Uh, he's an interior guy, and I talked to him at the Under Armour camp in May, and I think that he was talking about taking an official out to Oregon. So we'll see if that ends up happening. But, you know, with this commitment, with Devin Brooks now in the fold, it really seems like it's kind of helping us hone our focus in on who those big names are that are still on the board here uh, for Oregon in 2024. But, you know, to maybe start winding down a little bit on, on Brooks, I think, you know, Obviously, great to keep an in-state guy home. Um, but I also just like, from the numbers standpoint, kind of where the Ducks are at right now um, with their offensive line. You know, you feel pretty good about the guys that you have in the fold. And then, you know, now you're able to, if you're a league Terry and, and Mike Cavanaugh and the rest of the staff, Cutter Leftwich, you're, you're really able to kind of tailor your focus on some of these top, top-tier guys like Brandon Baker that are still on the on the board for you and, you know, Preston Tamua, um, and then maybe even have the luxury of, uh, you know, putting some more focus on 25. Um, but I think that they definitely have some, some things to, to do here in the 24 class. And then like we've talked about, you know, it sounds like Fox Crater is going to be a battle to hold on to, uh, you know, until, until the pen meets paper. Yeah. And that's, that's gonna be one to watch, uh, pretty much the entire summer. See how many visits he, uh, is going to take. He took a bunch during the spring. Um, and now that we're transitioning to summer. I mean, like just watching when he takes his visits um, as well as also when he takes his Oregon visit. Um, I think that's going to be very, very important to watch because if Oregon's still looking at two offensive tackles in McCroy and Baker, then if they bring all those guys in, right, there's four. Okay. And maybe you look at a potential flip. I'm not saying that that means there's going to be, um, but you maybe look at that as also a, big question for Oregon, I think. And a big, I mean, that'll be answered somewhat, I guess. Uh, I think it's June 30th. That is uh, McCroy's commitment. Uh, not sure 
quite how I I think I like Oregon's chances right now. I'd, I'd go ahead and go out on a limb and say that. But uh, I think it'll really be kind of a telltale sign of what Oregon's thinking if they just want a big group or um, just the top guys. Yeah. So I, th- I think I think as far as offensive line recruiting, you know, you have the guys right now. And then, you know, I, I have my prediction on Oregon for Brandon Baker. I'm feeling good about that, even after, you know, a strong visit to Ohio State. Um, I just think that they've put in so much work there. He's been around the program for so long. Um, I talked about how one of his biggest fears with this recruitment or worries, maybe fear isn't the right word, but one of his biggest worries or concerns was kind of unique, Colin, just that he was too comfortable with the Oregon program. So it kind of made too much sense for, for him to, to follow in his brother's footsteps after he played at Oregon. Um, but he talked about how Dan Lane did a great job about of addressing that on his last visit. Um, I think it was for the spring game, just, you know, saying, hey, you know, no one's getting complacent here. We're, we're always working. And then, you know, for his position, like we were talking about, you know, Oregon's become uh, a really good, a really good developer of talent, which is, which is a huge piece of the puzzle, certainly for him. Um, but yeah, so you have Fox Crater as a guy you got to watch. I, I also have my prediction on McCroy to Oregon. Uh, gotta, gotta continue, you know, feeling that one out and then seeing where he ultimately ends up. But um yeah, it's, it's good for Oregon to be at this position now because they're able to kind of have a smaller pool of guys that they want to focus on um, to to try to, you know, get this offensive line haul in, in 2024, you know, kind of wrapped up sooner than later. Uh, so I kind of see it as probably Tomua and, you know, maybe one other tackle, whether that's Baker or uh, McCroy or maybe both. Um, seeing that I'm just kind of curious to see how their portal hall at the offensive line spot kind of impacts their numbers. Um, because that's something that we have to figure out now. We can't just talk about who they signed in 23 and who's on their way out in 24, but you know, there's some more guys that are maybe going to be multi-year, um, you know, impact guys that they added from the portal. Uh, I don't have much else to add. I think you kind of addressed most of it. So I don't know if you are wanting to transition to Jack wrestler, Max. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think right now. There, there was one other small note that we can throw in here before we get to the the next, um, the next guy. I think one like one more, uh, you know, update that we can talk about right now, just to kind of throw this one in there, Colin. I didn't tell you about this before we recorded, but Kobe Black, five star quarterback, uh, corner from uh, Waco, Texas, Connolly High School. He is in Eugene, starting off a, a visit on Tuesday. I believe it's an unofficial trip. Um, but I think this is a pretty big update, uh, you know, just trying to keep up with all the moving pieces after Dakota Fields announced his commitment to USC. Um, and then Zabian Brown out of modern day, looks like he uh, isn't going to be visiting Oregon anymore. And uh, I think Greg Biggins in his interview with, with Brown, uh, he had pretty much said he was down to three now with uh, Ohio State, USC and Alabama. So Oregon kind of effectively getting cut out there. But looks like the state of Texas is going to play a big role in, uh, you know, the future of this uh, cornerback hall for Demetrius Martin in 24. So certainly a notable update there. Yeah. And uh, also on that note, talking about some other prospects, uh, Justin Williams and uh, Elijah rushing will be visiting. I believe that is this weekend. Uh, I know that Williams is the 16th, June 16th, 19th or 18th. Um, and then rushing's leaving for his visit tomorrow. So I don't know if he's staying the entire time or not, but um, that's something for sure to watch. 
Yeah, yeah, I think we're seeing some of those some of those rumblings of uh, an official visit for Justin Williams um, to Oregon coming this month, which isn't that much of a surprise. But uh, got some highlights of Kobe Black here um, on the screen for you guys. But you know, talking about Texas, Justin Williams is pretty much the face of Oregon's recruiting efforts in Texas. Um, so obviously, the be pretty big Andrew's question here, so we can talk about about Williams a little bit before we get into wrestler talking about that commitment. You know, this is, uh, I feel like, you know, when you talk about the most important guys still on the board for Oregon in 2024, Justin Williams is, is absolutely one of them, not just for the caliber of player he is, but also for the guys that the schools that Oregon finds themselves going against, Alabama and Georgia. I mean, just in, in your eyes, Colin, I, I, I'd be curious to get your kind of thoughts and I'll obviously give mine. Just what, what landing Justin Williams would mean for Oregon and Dan landing here on the recruiting trail in 2024? Yeah, so I think landing Justin Williams would be, um, A, he would be an instant starter, I think. Uh, the second he steps on campus, he'd, I mean, obviously he'd have to earn it, but I, I believe that he would have to, uh, or he would be, rather, the number one linebacker. Not number one, but he would definitely be a starter right away. Um, he's extremely, extremely fast. Uh, I mean, former safety uh, you look at that, that's, I mean, he, he's a freak, honestly, in the best way possible. Um, and really, you look at that, and that's like a, that's on the same caliber um, as the Noah Sewell commitment was. Um, or I, some fans might be mad at me for this, but I, I would say that it would be almost on the caliber of Kayvon Thibodeau, not in terms of the fact that he is um, in USC's backyard or anything like that, but the fact that he is extremely talented. Um, obviously, I don't want to say something like generational yet because we haven't seen him on the field in, in college, right? But uh, a very, very good imp uh, impact player immediately. Uh, should be a starter immediately, um, especially since this that core, that linebacker core is going to be losing a little bit again. Um, they're already pretty shallow, I'd say, uh, in terms of how many people are there, how many bodies are there. Uh, so I, I don't – I mean, it, this is going to be a big – big, big, big commitment if the Ducks can get him. Um, and, and I think it would have a lot of also recruiting impact in terms of Elijah rushing. Um, I'm trying to think just maybe some other linebackers, like maybe Platt or Dylan Williams or Kamar Mathudi, um, who is, on a side note, underrated. But uh, I think the entire defense would get a boost from this. Um, beating out your former team, right. For a huge, like a big, big time recruit would be huge. Uh, and it's also, it's been Oregon's top target or one of their top targets for the longest time now. Um, and they've been the longest, uh, interested team, I'd say in Justin Williams, uh, one of the first offers, um, or one of the, yeah, one of the first offers and also visited pretty early. He's had interest in Oregon for a very, very long time. And hopefully that plays out in the ducks favor in the end. Yeah. So we'll, we'll just a couple more notes on Justin Williams. I mean, you talked about how long they've been, you know, involved here. That's obviously huge, but you know, a more recent development is, is Sammy Brown going to Clemson. You know, that's the top linebacker in the state of Georgia. You don't see, you don't see Kirby smart missing out on, on top in state guys very often. So a lot of people think um, that it looks like they're really pushing you know, turning up the, the heat on, on Justin Williams now for their linebacker core in the 24 class. And then you have uh, Joseph Jonah Ajonye, uh, who's also being heavily recruited. He's out of uh, 
you know, Oak Ridge as well. And Conroe, Texas, he's teammates with, with Justin Williams. They've talked about teaming up before. Kind of looks like it was maybe happening at Oregon. It seems like Oregon's faded a little bit for Joseph Jonah Ajonye, um, who seems like he's probably trending towards Georgia, in my opinion, after previously being forecasted to Oklahoma. I thought Oregon was in a good spot at one point. Um, but Justin Williams would be huge because I think he's kind of that guy. And I'd be curious to get your thoughts on here, and then we'll we'll go to wrestler. I feel like landing Justin Williams would kind of have a similar recruiting statement or, you know, recruiting value as when Oregon landed Mateo last year, Mateo Uyunglele, because he went against Ohio State, which is arguably the best developer of defensive line talent in terms of edge rushers um, in recent years. And then you have USC and Mateo was right in USC's backyard. Um, I know they're not necessarily rated the same caliber, but I feel like that's kind of a kind of the same territory that we're looking at here in terms of just what a big recruitment win like that would mean if the Ducks are ultimately able to get Justin Williams over Georgia and Bama. Well, it, so it's interesting. Um, not only did they miss out on Sammy Brown, as a heavy speculation that their current five other uh, big-time linebacker is actually a commit right now, uh, Demarcus Riddick is going to flip to Bama. Um, it's been talked about for a little bit now. It, it's just been, I mean, I've been hearing more and more about it uh, as time goes on, and it wouldn't be surprised if it happens soon. Um, but they, they have been getting predictions and gaining some steam on some other linebackers as well, and not just Williams. Um, so it, it'd be something to watch. But again, Georgia, they are able to show how good they are at developing linebackers. They're, and then nobody else right now has that uh, back-to-back national championship. So, Yeah. Yeah, so it, it'd be pretty huge, and that's a good note um, on uh, on Riddick um, coming out of Chilton County in Clay- Clanton, Alabama. Uh, he's the number three commit on uh, Georgia in Georgia's number one rated twenty twenty four class. Um, and then just on Kobe Black, you know, again, like what I've been saying, Colin is just you know I think that Texas is really going to play a huge role in how Oregon is ultimately able to finish here in the 24 class. I don't think that they're really favorites or even major contenders really right now for Kobe Black out of Connolly um, in Texas, but they are in his top 11 and getting him on campus. I'm pretty, pretty certain that, um, you know, not completely certain, but I'm feeling pretty good that it's an unofficial visit. So getting him to come out on his own dime is huge. And then maybe from there you set yourself up to get an OV from him, from Kobe Black. So Texas is going to be, um, is going to be very, very instrumental in, in what Oregon's ultimately able to do here in the uh, in the 2024 class. Um, but we're going to wind down that that you know part one of the podcast and and get into the second uh, commitment of the day. Um, so I'm going to try to get this uh, spacing out just right. There might be a little bit of a gap for you on uh, for you guys that are listening here on YouTube. But another big addition as Oregon. Uh, keeps their top in-state talent home with the commitment of 2024 Clackamas offensive lineman Devin Brooks. 